I get it. If you're just starting out building your small business, you might be freaked out with all of the business admin stuff you have to figure out. My advice is, and this might sound a little harsh to hear, but nobody owes you any answers. It's up to you to summon the resilience and resources to get your paperwork sorted and keep it sorted. Although I'm leaning in with some tough love, our sponsor FreshBooks is anything but tough to use, that is. You see, FreshBooks makes cloud accounting software that's so ridiculously easy to use, even for those of you who are intimidated by numbers. Let me tell you what it does. You can create and send a professional-looking invoice in about 30 seconds. When you connect FreshBooks to your bank account, it will generate expense reports from what you charge to your credit or debit cards. That's going to make tax time a million times easier for you. FreshBooks can also also show you exactly when a client has looked at your invoice after you sent the email. And you can automate late payment reminders when a client hasn't paid on time. You can check out FreshBooks free for 30 days without a credit card, which is really rare. All you have to do is go to freshbooks.com backslash my taught you and enter my taught you in the how did you hear about a section. Hey guys, this is my leak. This is the My Taught You podcast. I know that I have been MIA um, on this extended maternity leave, but I am back today to talk to Claire Somers of FashionBombDaily.com. Um, I don't know anybody who's not familiar with the Fashion Bomb Daily. Um, they are the industry's leading fashion um, blog uh, chronicling fashionistas of color. Um, Claire started this in August 2006. Um, her pioneering work ushered in a new wave of digital journalism that fed and fueled an underserved community of African-American and Latino style lovers wanting to know more about brands from the culture. Beyond developing and directing content for Fashion Bomb and its affiliate sites, Claire has done extensive style writing for other platforms, including Vogue Italia, Vogue Paris, and Essence Magazine. Her body of work um, and online following, now numbered above 1 million, has made Claire the influencer of choice for major corporate brands who want to reach her audience. She is from Atlanta, Georgia. She holds a degree in French and African-American studies from Harvard University. In 11 years, Claire has accumulated over 1.2 million followers, um, written a book, The Bomb Life, which I just read this morning, um, and is now working on her second book. Um, Thank you for coming on the show, Claire. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> of course. Okay. Well, I'm not sure if we've ever met in person. And that's one of my rules for podcast guests. I feel like I've been in the same room with you a time or two. And one time I was slated to be on a panel, I think, um, but you have flight troubles to DC a few years ago. Yeah. Um, so I hope that we get a chance uh, to sit down and have champagne because I read that you love that. Uh, uh, Same, same. Um, But you sent me your book this morning and I wasn't sure what to expect. I will admit that I'm a skeptic about just about everything. Um, I don't think I got much done reading this book. I was just like, every page is a turner. Um, But the first sentence of your book is, yes, I went to Harvard. Um, so that's going to kick off my question, Claire, of how do you feel attending Harvard, um, though you said you never thought you were Harvard material, impacted your career? You know, I think as Black women um, striving to blaze trails in several different industries, you just have to come with all your guns ready to go, your artillery, your, your artillery, you know, drawn <laughs> 
you know, I just feel like it probably did open some doors. You know, when you see Harvard, you you just assume that people are minimally competent, right. and probably you know educated enough to to do the job. But I guess the irony of it is that you know the Harvard degree doesn't hasn't really seemed to help that much in the fashion industry. I still have mm-hmm. to deal with a lot of no's and a lot of adversity, but perhaps it's that. Um, the confidence that that I have from from you know attending such a prestigious university or just knowing that you know I can work hard and um, you know I, I have the experience of working hard and, and achieving uh, a seemingly insurmountable goal and so I think that confidence has been what has sustained me throughout mm-hmm. everything that I've dealt with. That's awesome. So. As I read your book, I got a sense of the depth of your hustle. It is 150 feet deep. So (laughs) even just just in you um, applying to Harvard, you applied early and you said your brother, who also went to Harvard, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He suggested that you meet the head recruiter. And so you did that. You, she came for a college fair and you chatted her up and got her info and, I just, uh, what I love so much about the book is that I feel like you are so fearless, you know, like, do you have to, is there any sort of like uh, hype conversation that you have with yourself or have you always just been like, F it, I'm going for it? Sometimes I I am scared and I, I hold myself back. And when I do that, I always kick myself. Okay. I think what has really served me well throughout my career is just trusting and following that gut and that intuition and thinking Mm -hmm. what's the worst thing that can happen. And throughout my career, I have walked up to so many people, you know, Uh whether it's Anna Wintour or Kareen Rotfeld or Kanye West. And I'm just like, they're humans just like me. Like Mm -hmm. they they poop, they fart, you know, it's like we all do the same thing. So why should I be intimidated by another human being? Um, and I actually wrote about on on my website, thebomblife.com, um, which some people might not know that I have, but I also have a lifestyle site that, you know, I went to, to Puff's New Year's Eve party this past New Year's. And, you know, I was so kind of self-conscious about myself. I had this new hair that I was sure okay. was like mushrooming in the Miami. <laughs> and, you know, I got this dress last minute that I thought was too tight and all these things. And I just got in my head and I would, I couldn't mm-hmm. even bring myself to tell this man happy new year in his house, you know? And it was wow. kind of like, you know, I look up to, to, to Puff Daddy so much, you know, I think everybody looks up to him as an entrepreneur and, and he's made so many strides in the fashion world and entertainment world. But, um, you know, I would keep bumping into him. Like literally I was in the bathroom, like readjusting my two sets of Spanx taking forever, <laughs> you know? And mind you, I was inside the house. Most people were outside, you know, mm-hmm. at, at the porta potties, but I gained access inside the house and I opened up the door and he's standing there with G easy talking and I couldn't even say anything then. And like the day after I was like, Claire, like, why did you do that? You know, just speak up, you know, what, what's the big deal? And I ended up actually speaking to him and it was fine. And and when I was speaking to him, I was just like, I cannot believe this is happening. It was like having this out of body experience, but you know, it closed mouths don't get fed, you know, and I think that you can, you have to put your pride aside. You have to put your fear aside and just go for what you want. Um, And don't care about what people 
have to say about you. Like even now, you know, with our with our fashion boundaries, Instagram being down, which I know we'll talk about later, I've had to really Mm -hmm. put myself out there as an ambassador and be like, need an ambassador? Pick me. I'm a great ambassador. (laughs) (laughs) And all these people, like somebody hit me up and they were like, "Uh, I don't like how you're doing that. And people should come to you and all these things. And I'm like, at the end of the day, I get business from putting myself out there. At the end of the day, I, 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 I get to the next step in my career by talking to this person. So get out of your head and stop thinking about like what could happen, the worst thing that could happen. Because a lot of times we like the worst case scenario never happens. And you're actually, you know, um, pleasantly surprised by what does happen. So, you know, I try to tell everybody to just say no to fear and, and, and be courageous and, and go for it because what else do you have to lose? You have nothing to lose. Yeah. You, you tell, tell me about um, basically putting yourself out there as an ambassador. ambassador. Reminds, Reminds me of the story of, of the girl that called you a hood rat, a gate crashing hood rat. Is that <laughs> the line? What? Sorry. Don't make me laugh. <laughs> yeah. No, I was reading that and I was just like, she didn't appreciate how you were going about getting into these shows. And that just, you know, you just saying, I have put myself out there. I feel like that has been sort of the the hallmark of your story is like, I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to do what I have to do. Um, and so I just was like, um, you also talked about the quote unquote Claire that you used to take pictures with everybody. What made you decide to start doing that? And do you still do that? I definitely still do that. Um, And, uh, you know, I think obviously, you know, when I was first in a lot of these rooms, I was starstruck and I, I kind of felt like, you know, I might not be able to ever be in this room again. So let me capture every moment and, and, mm-hmm. and document it. And, you know, it also, I think, meant something to my readers. I mean, whether or not I was gate crashing or whether or not they just saw me in the room that, you know, I was in the room. Um, and I remember I got my first big bit of press from when I had crashed um, a Marc Jacobs Takashi Murakami mm-hmm. exhibit at the Brooklyn Museum. And I was just like, I live in Brooklyn. There's no way this event is happening without me in there. And I asked um, a black stylist, you know, if I could tag along with him. And he was like, no, you know, which is a whole nother, you know, issue that we sometimes have in our community. We're not willing to help each other out sometimes. Right. But anyway, I got in there and when I was in there, I was, I was like on fire. I was like, picture with Kanye, picture with Marc Jacobs. I gave Anna Wintour my, my business card and, and spoke to her. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's just like, you know, you have to kind of, first you ask, then you take. And a lot of times that, mm. that, that mentality can rub people the wrong way. But you know, mm-hmm. from my perspective, I'm just like, you're, you're told this American dream, you're told that, you know, you should go to school and get good grades. And you're told that, you know, if you want to be a journalist, if you want to be a journalist, you should intern and you should do this and that. And it's like, I did all of that. You, you know, and, and I've, I've you done did. the grunt work. So why is the answer still no? I don't, I don't, and I don't accept no. And, and a lot of times now it's like, okay, you told me no. So I told myself yes, and I'll create my own thing. And, you know, mm-hmm. the fashion industry can't continue to, to, to deny me because I know that I've done the work and I feel like because I've done the work and I continue to do the work that I deserve to, to be there. 
Yeah. I, there's a, a line in your book where you said, what's wrong with me? I felt I was smart enough. I had great experience at a magazine that was well-respected. I had a blog that was really popular. Why was that not, why was that not enough to work in fashion? Because you had started applying to all these magazines after you had been to Paris, right? Um, um this, that was before I actually decided was that to before. To yeah. I decided to move to Paris okay. after I re- got all that rejection because, um, yeah. I was like, I have to start from the beginning. So I have this degree in French that I haven't used. I speak French fluently. I've always wanted to live in Paris. So I told mm-hmm. myself I would start from the bottom at a Paris Vogue. Um, yeah. yeah. Do you, knowing what you know now, Claire, do you think you have the answers to those questions? Like what's wrong with me or why was I not good enough? Or were those the wrong questions to even be asking? I think those were the wrong questions, you know, because mm-hmm. I actually was listening to, I, I did my homework and I listened to um, your, your podcast with Kalana Barfield, who, you know, mm-hmm. I've also known since the beginning. And she similarly spoke about being the only one in the room at in style. And <clears throat> a lot of times at fashion magazines, they're like, okay, we got one, we're fine. But at- right. <laughs> You know, at the end of the day, we all have our own path and, and I've learned to trust the, 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 what, what God has put in my, in in my path. Like I thought that I wanted to be a copy editor at Mary Claire and I thought that I wanted to be an associate editor at People Style Watch, but what God actually blessed me with was the ability to create my own magazine so that I could make more money than I ever could have made as a editorial anything you yeah. know reach out to so many more people and create something that the world didn't have so I think the question is not you know now in my older age the question is not like what's wrong with me but it's like what is God trying to teach me and what sort of lesson should I glean from this and maybe I should shift it and shift and pivot and do something else. Maybe this is not meant for me. And at the mm-hmm. end of the day, it's, it, it wasn't meant for me and, and that's okay. You know, and, and, you know, I want, I don't want it to sound like the fashion industry is this big, bad, mean werewolf that hates black women. That's not necessarily the case because there are um, instances like a Kalana or a Shiona Torini or an Elaine Welteroth and they'll, they'll mm-hmm. do really well. Um, and that is their path, but I've right. had to, embrace that this is my path and and I love this path I love being able to 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 dictate when I wake up and what I do and if I'm out of town half of the month and I can do that I can I can do whatever I want to do so this this life is ultimately the life that I never thought that I wanted I just had to stop resisting and and go and open myself up to to new possibilities Yes. Okay. So I'm making a note because I cannot get this off my mind of you saying first you ask and then you take. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I'm like, okay, right. I cannot forget that. So uh, we, in your book, you talk about being popular. So you were saying, you know, anywhere you work, you have to understand the pecking order. Who is at the top and who is at the bottom? And if you're at the bottom, you have to finesse your way to the top. And I have worked with a lot of young people, as I'm sure you have too. And I feel like that finesse is missing. And I, I don't know whereabouts you were, Clara, when, you know, when I first started like working, um, text message had just started, you know, so to text somebody, it took forever. And there was no, you know, I remember, 
I had no idea what my boss did on the weekends or like where she ate, you know, or what she did. And so I didn't have this like false sense of knowing her. Um, So I really worked hard to sort of like get to know her and get to know people. But I feel like things have changed. Mm -hmm. Um, You said the person who gets the furthest is the person who is the most popular. Um, I feel like now with, you know, social feeling like a huge popularity contest, um, can somebody still get far if they're not the most popular? How can they become popular? Does that even matter anymore? Um, you know, when I, I wrote that phrase, I was more so referring to a corporate structure, okay. like how ridiculous the politics are and, mm-hmm. you know, just in specifically referencing the magazine where I worked, where, you know, you had to go around and say, Hey, how you doing everybody? And, they're <laughs> and you know, you had to be well-liked. And if you were well like then you would ascend. And I do think that there is some truth to that today. Um, yeah. you know, but I think that the beauty of, of social media um, and the digital landscape is that you're not confined to a certain bubble. Like you don't have to just work inside of this, this corporate structure. You can, you can do your thing. Um, but I also think the popularity thing that that's one way to go and that's kind of the obvious way to go. And then, you know, you can also just be really savvy and, and, and be a hustler. Like I've met so many women on influencer trips, for example, who like have subscription services or even, you know, they, they, they're, they're, they're obviously giving some sort of value to their community, but they're Mm -hmm. able to, to get value back in a way that's um, innovative and so, you know, I don't think you necessarily have to be popular per se to be successful. It also depends on what success means to you. Um, does it mean money? Does it mean, I mean, what does it mean? And, um, you know, but I think it's really about being being savvy um, mm-hmm. and forward thinking and thinking about what you can give and, and what, what you're going to get in return. Yeah. I want to talk about your look a little bit, Claire. Um, you noticed that it was holding you back at what point, you know? Um, (laughs) I was just, I was so curious. I was like, for a girl who was as fashion obsessed as you are slash were, what was like, what do you think happened? Like, how was that holding you back? And then, um, for those that don't know, tell us sort of like what you did to kind of get, you know, cause you definitely have, um, this signature style now. And so, Tell us sort of like what the heck was going on back then that you were so fashion obsessed, but kind of didn't have it together. What and what you did to sort of develop a signature style. Right. So when I was coming up, I looked up to women like Robin Gavon and Kathy Horan and Susie Menkes. These are fashion writers who were extremely brilliant wrote about the shows, but if you Google them, none of them are fashion plates. Like, okay, I didn't even I didn't recognize any of them. So okay, right. And okay. I think some people. I think Anna Wintour is mm-hmm. she in her own way, but nobody right. would be like, "Oh my God, Anna Wintour is best dressed, you know, right. woman." In <laughs> right. No one would ever say that. And so mm-hmm. I think when I was coming up, I was just like, I of course love to shop and I love fashion, but I thought that 
my like what I had to say and my my writing and research skills would outweigh anything exterior. And when I finally decided to change things, I don't know what really prompted that, um, but I did consult with some image consultants. They were like, get your makeup done um, and change your hair color to blonde, like a platinum blonde. And I did it with locks at first, and now I have it with um, straight hair. But, you know, I I just decided to, to switch things up. You know, I was noticing yeah. that... Um, a lot of bloggers who were getting these opportunities to go to the H&M runway shows and sit front row everywhere, they were the face of their brands. Okay. And so I just wanted to open up more opportunities for me. And so I, I decided to put myself out there um, and got met with a lot of hate. Like people would call me fat or obese, no. say I looked like Johnny Bravo. I had broad what? shoulders. To go in, a lot of people are afraid to become the face <laughs> of their brand because of that. You know what I mean? And I, I have had people say not nice things to me too, but I'm not afraid to say something back because I feel like people. This is so crazy, but I always say that every time somebody says something negative that has said something negative to me, whenever I go to their insta, their social or insta, it's like you're not fly either. Um, and it's always like, there's something, it's like a Bible verse and like Jesus first. And I'm like, what would Jesus do? Is this always, always. Yeah. Um, so the day blogging when you couldn't even, you didn't even know who these people were. It was like, Oh yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Somebody just wrote, I, I am three, almost three months postpartum and my stomach still looks like pregnant. And so somebody commented, I deleted it though. Somebody was like, only you could wear a robe. Like I did the essence thing and I just wore this like kimono. Cause I'm like, I, you know, people are so, so critical. Um, and I know a lot of women who are afraid to put themselves out there. Um, but how did you, did that ever hurt your feelings or did you of just course. say it did? Yeah. Did I'm you very ever think like I'm not gonna do this. Like this is not no, worth it. Okay. No. I'm very sensitive. Um, but I also am able to recover quickly. So I'll have bruised feelings for like a day and then mm-hmm. I'll forget about it. <laughs> which right. is um, but I just continue to put myself out there. Like for me, uh, you know, it's kind of like this common theme, like meeting with adversity or negativity, I it I don't let it phase me if I want mm-hmm. something. And I'm going to keep going for it, you know, and, and when you continue to go for it and put yourself out there, you'll find other women who relate to you, who, who vibe with you, who, who love what you're doing and get inspired to to try out different things themselves. Like um, I, I read that Queen Latifah's character in Girls Trip, her wardrobe was inspired by me, like the, oh. the stylist. Yeah, the stylists in the movie were were cruising on my Instagram and they're like, you know what? Claire is a curvy girl and she, she figures out how to dress her curvy body in a way that's flattering and trendy, you know? So, so that really kind of, you know, in, inspired me. I'm like, Whoa, Queen Latifah from one of the biggest movies mm-hmm. out after me. That, that's crazy. But, you know, you kind of have to just play the game. You know, yeah. there are some things you have to do. And it's like, if I am the face of a fashion brand yep. and I need to bring it, every single time, no matter what, because people won't trust in my brand. If if they don't know, if they don't know me from a can of paint, if they never read my book, you know, when they see me, I want them to, to, to know that I'm, I'm working fashion 
and you know th this this brand is is true and and authentic to me and you know the, the honestly people in fashion obviously are so superficial the minute i changed my look i started to get all this great press wow you know and everybody's that you know want to get to know me and, right. and all You're like same girl but now with the blonde exactly. locks yeah exactly so it, it really is like extremely superficial i'm sure you've seen this even at the bt awards the bt awards are, are on sunday mm -hmm. and like, here i am worked all this time and some chick from instagram is walking the carpet you know what are her credentials none she's literally just cute yeah no shade no shade to her but it's just like you have to understand an entertainment and fashion that it's about the outer package and and with social media and all this stuff yeah so you just have to, to play the game and and sometimes people they think that they're like oh you just want to take pictures all the time and oh you just want to model and all this stuff and it's like I never came into this to model or mm -hmm. to be like you know a, a, a fashion plate I came into this to write about diversity to represent um, black women in a positive way I, I created Fashion Bomb Daily because I didn't see enough bomb black women in magazines. I wanted to create a place for us. And if I have to wear sequins all the time for you to pay attention to what I have to say, right. then that's what I'm I heard that. So yeah. uh, leaning on, so we were talking about social media. Um, uh, your Instagram was, your business Instagram was shut down recently. Sure was. Can you tell <laughs> me, I was, you know, I... I always, I, I must have started following your Instagram the minute I got on Instagram and I always, you know, saw the photos of like who wore it best or, you know, literally the moment. And I always would wonder like, dang, the moment somebody would be at a show or something was happening, I always would catch the looks there. And so how long has your Instagram been down? What the hell happened? And what do we do? Is there? It, yeah, it's been down over a month. Wow. Sadly. Yeah. And um, the culprit is, you know, we have a lot of interns and independent contractors who, um, you know, don't properly source pictures. And it's one of those things where if you're in the Tumblr land or the blog land, you think posting a picture you see on uh, Google Images is okay. Right. Um, People it, do it all day. They like, let me write some deep quote. I got this picture from Google. I'm going to repost it. What's yeah. the big deal? Yeah, um, that's what we thought, but it is a big deal. And there are some people out there like before this incident happened, for example, we posted a picture of Future and Future Future had posted the picture to his page. He hadn't he didn't credit the photographer. Okay. But we just go in, we take the picture, we're like, Oh, he's wearing a Givenchy sweatshirt. We do our side right. by keep it moving. His photographer, whoever took the picture, had all of their friends come comment on us and like they were like take it down like why'd you put your logo on our thing and we're like we didn't even know this this was your photo because future right. didn't tag um so we ended up just taking it down because they were you know going ham in the comments but like some photographers and some photo agencies are very very like particular about people using the photos and, and paying for photos and so we 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 posted photos not knowing that they were, they belonged to this company and, you know, the company made all these reports. And so now we're just asking the company, like, can we pay for the photos? 
and they're they're dragging their feet. So we're we're trying to appeal to Instagram. We're just trying to work around it. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, like even last night, I was just like, is is this really worth it? Like you know, I wonder too. You remember <laughs> I, we talked about this, and I'm just like, over a month, I feel like you know it's such a tricky topic and I I bet you, you know, wherever it says in Instagram, you're not supposed to do this, but it's like, everybody does it. Everybody, everybody does it. Yeah. Everybody does it. And it you might know? get, to the point, you know, the beauty of Instagram that I love is that anybody is able to get a chance, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I was telling you that we went down two days after the Met Gala. We were posting, posting, posting like crazy. We, I think there were over 60 looks. And I was like, damn, we have better coverage than Vogue. Isn't this great? Look at America. And they were like, whoop, <laughs> you know, like, right. <laughs> pump your brakes. It, it, you can't, it's hard for us to compete with the, we were able to compete with the Vogue. Perhaps we didn't have anywhere near their numbers, but we were able to p- potentially have like better coverage than Vogue on Instagram. And right. Instagram is, oh, you know, you, well, you, you have to pay for all these photos and, you know, it kind of takes the, the startup um, out of the equation. So I think moving forward, it, um, it just might just pose an interesting conundrum for Instagram because it's not really the free flowing space where people can, can share and be entertained. Like, you know, right. It's just interesting. So what would I keep hope alive? I'm I'm always I I got faith and hope tattooed on my wrist when I was in Paris because you know when I moved there I didn't know how I was gonna get to Paris Vogue I didn't know anybody I knew like two people in Paris and it took so much prayer it took me being so poor you know I I would get on my knees and pray for some sort of solution to find a way to make my blog profitable to Mm -hmm. find a way to get Paris Vogue and prayers work like God answered God answered my prayers mm-hmm. um and, and that's why I got those tattoos in Paris um and that that's what I rest on all the time when things get hard when when I meet any adversity I'm extremely spiritual and I just pray for the best so whatever is God's will is is what's going to to happen so I think the larger um I- I always say this, like, even when I started my company, I, I think the first tip somebody gave me because I had like a ton of followers out the gate and they were just reminding me that you don't own the Instagram platform and mm-hmm. they can basically take you down at any time. And so from that moment, I always, um, we try to release things through our newsletter, which sort of like people have to sign up if they want to know when we're having certain sales versus putting everything on Instagram. But you and I were talking about like diversifying your income streams and not relying. So for young entrepreneurs who are young girls who are like slaying the gram, um, what else can we be doing besides just slaying the gram? Yeah, um, I think you have to find a way to own your audience the way that you have a a newsletter. Um, I've, I've spoken to Ryan Leslie, who has something called Superphone, where you have everyone's cell phone number and you can text them. Like, it's interesting. I just got a text from Fashion Nova the other day, and I'm like, I don't know if I ever get Fashion Nova my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Texting me about their sale. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, 
getting an app or, or something like this. Um, those are all things that you should do. You should definitely have a backup and you should definitely have another way to, to access your, your viewer. And also, you know, thank God we still have our website. We weren't paying any attention to our website, to be honest, but we still do have that. We still have a very strong following, um, half a million people on Facebook. Okay. Um, so don't, don't neglect the other, mm-hmm. you know, the other right. things you have going on, like pay as much attention to them as you do to Instagram. And for me, what's honestly been able to save me like this past month is me doing brand ambassadorships and also events. So we have an event called Conversations with Clara that we're actually having tomorrow in Houston. Okay. But I launched Conversations with Clara because when I was coming up, I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have anybody to ask questions about how I should do this or that. And so I tap industry insiders in each city to talk about their story. And we have a Q&A over a VIP brunch and cocktails. But, you know, having an uh, event series, being a brand ambassador, we're going into products. We have lashes, we have t-shirts, I have my book. Um, and these are all ways that, that we can continue to bring in income just in case one source of income goes out. Um, but I, I really do hope, you know, I think a lot of people have been talking about fashion bomb. Like I've clicked on some people's lives and they're literally talking about me and I'm like, what, <laughs> you know, like talking about me in conferences and stuff, Right. but uh, you know, don't feel sorry for us. We're going to be fine. I don't claim defeat. I claim victory. And I really hope that it's a wake up call. It was definitely a wake up call to us okay. to just make sure that you back everything up and that you have everything on a platform that no one can take away from you because customer service at Instagram is non-existent. They don't care about you. Right. You know? Right. You're they like, excuse me, Instagram. Yeah. They have accounts with a hundred million people. It's like, they don't care about your 1 million. I mean, they don't. Right. I mean, it's, I can tell they don't care. They so don't care. You have- Were you the most successful sort of black fashion blogger uh, on Instagram? Cause I don't even think, is there any black, blogger that has over a million a million followers um I think we're probably there are there are lots of black fashion bloggers that are popping because of their style and and their bodies and like this but I think from a black fashion website perspective like we've we've been um like kind of in a lane of our own for a really long time. Like there, we don't have a lot of competitors, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. I would say there, there have been gossip sites that infuse a little bit of fashion and, right. you know, we see that occasionally, but the, the, a site that does fashion all the time for people of color, we were the only one. Okay. Um, I I'm so I was so fascinated with your book. So for anybody who's listening to my podcast who haven't read The Bomb Life, is that wait, what's the name? Is that the name of it? The Bomb Life? Yeah, it's called The Bomb Life, available on Amazon okay. <laughs> and fashionbombdaily.com. Okay, I was like, there's so many bombs. I'm like, do I have it right? But yeah, I thought it was so good. So many practical tips. Um, so much tea. Uh, I really loved about. I loved tea about this boyfriend, which I am gonna spend a little bit of time on that. I was like, girl. I just kept being like, Claire, girl, 
what? Um, but there was a section that I think people who listen could really, um, benefit from. And you, you were talking about how to act around celebrities, because there are many people who want to go into careers working with celebrities. And you tell this story about meeting Beyonce and, you know, she had just finished getting a massage. She didn't have any makeup on. And though you would have died to take a picture with her, you just didn't do that. Um, so can you give us some tips, you know, for those people who listen to my podcast, who, who want to go into working with or for celebs, um, how can, how can we act? Because you, we see you doing the Claire taking tons of pictures with them. What's the fine line? Yeah. Um, I would just say to fall back, don't get too excited and to see the, like gauge the room, Mm -hmm. you know, if other people are taking pictures, see if other people are on Snapchat. And if they are, then it's probably okay. But, you know, I don't know. I would definitely say to try to trust your intuition. I personally, you know, don't, one of my pet peeves is like when people just, even for like new makeup artists, for example, they'll be like, uh, let me, they'll just put on their, put me on their Snapchat Mm -hmm. without asking. Yes. You know what I mean? Or, or, or take a picture without asking me. And I'm just like, dude, just at least ask first. But in the Beyonce case, you know, obviously she wasn't full blown makeup and hair and everything. So it would have been inappropriate. And then we were backstage, like Jay-Z was there and I was probably staring at him like a weirdo. <laughs> it was just like, he was just chilling and like blue was running around. I was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. like get this on my snapchat like it would pop in but then it's also one of those things where if they figure out that you're there that there's a lot of trust yep. that goes into um um celebrities because we you know they're not everything is is as it seems like the, the, there's a finished product that you see outside and then there's you know the real people who are on the inside and it's hard for them to trust people. I'm sure a lot of people have ulterior motives or they want something from them. Um, So I I just think it's important to establish a Mm -hmm. trust, establish that you know how to keep your mouth shut, establish that you're not around to just gawk at them and and take selfies Mm -hmm. all day long. Um, You can work together one day, maybe you can do a photo shoot, like anything that's, you know, work related, you can, you can make that happen. But I think for any relationship, it's organic and it involves trust and showing that you're not going to be one of those people who try to take advantage of them or tell their business and, you know, just be cool. Just be cool. Yeah. (laughs) There's a a section um, about a guy that you dated, a relationship that you had. Um, And what's so interesting, I don't know if you know, Lovey, uh, the blogger, but she has a chapter in her book also dedicated to like this particular guy and uh I, I I can relate you know you are you are successful you you read the statistics about um black women you know how many of us never marry and all this good stuff and in some ways you get you get desperate so I read it I don't even want to I mean I I was just so fascinated by all of this this guy went to to, to Harvard but he was he was a mess um what um <laughs> you know, a lot of people ask me about being able to date because you're successful now, you know, and I noticed that you don't share, you know, the person that you're dating on social media. Um, how, how are you 
better now with dating Claire. Like, and I, I would encourage anybody to sort of read it. It's such a, a such a fascinating tale because he was like wearing your clothes. I'm like Claire. Oh yeah, what is happening? Down, down to my fur coat. Yeah, he's wearing your clothes, <laughs> going to events with you, and a lot of us, you know sometimes we think it's it's cool like oh my god my man supports me but you know I was through when he comes to town and you quit your job because you're like I'm a boo up because I love my man um yeah yeah <laughs> I did I did I think I did a lot of things wrong in that yes, relationship yes. and as you mentioned you know like a lot of times if you're in your 30s you're like I'm ready I want to yes. have a baby you know we don't want to be that statistic, mm-hmm. I guess, um, you're all about work and you don't have a family life. Like I definitely want to have that balance. Mm-hmm. And because he was saying all yeah. the right things and because he talked about marriage, I was like, okay, this is the one and I'm going to stick it out with him. But you know, it's similar to with celebrities and how, how, how like you have to show them you don't have ulterior motives. You have to make sure that Anybody that you bring around, not just boyfriends, but even new mm-hmm. friends. You know, I, I don't believe in the Drake no new friends right. thing, but you know, I think that you have to suss out if people are there for you or if they're there for what you can mm-hmm. give to them. Um, this guy, he told me, you know, when I first met him, he was like, I didn't know who you were when I met you, kind of as a way to be like, well, you know, I, I don't right. have any. Um, but he did you know like he spent all my yes. money he and when he's going to wanted to be on the, the beach carpet. on the red carpet posting pictures on his facebook like not like he just got himself there like i hustled my way to this event not that honey i got you right. in right there are a lot of people who want the limelight they want all the glory but they don't want to do any right. of the grunt work um and and he was one of those people who thinks our job is literally to go to parties and and drink Ciroc all day <laughs> when it's like we wake up every day like I work like a, a mm-hmm. mad woman and, I, and you do too. you know we work really hard and all of these parties that we go to are the cherry on top that's right. not the job that's the end result of us doing all this work for years and years and years but you know he would go to parties and actually asked to pose for pictures with like Billy Farrell agency and, and Getty and wow. get into fights and, and all this stuff. Oh, um, taking his shirt off now. Like I, I, this, I yeah. was like, Oh, he is something. Yeah. yeah. But now, you know, I've, okay. I've learned a lot and my man that I'm dating now, it's always a red flag to me. If somebody always wants to be your mm-hmm. plus one, you know, for parties my plus one is my photographer because I'm taking pictures because this is work you know you want to be mixed and mingling with everybody I'm just like maybe you're not here Mm -hmm. for the right thing Uh, but um my current the man I'm dating now he he hates going outside he doesn't like Mm -hmm. pictures you know he's not you know not in he's not into that and he's really about supporting me and making sure that I'm a better person and making sure that I'm flourishing and it's so important to just be so selective about who you let in your mm-hmm. space um, to do what we do to be successful. You have to be, you have to have positive energy. You have to be, you know, in a good vibration, you have to have people you can bounce ideas off of who can actually inform you so that you can be a better person. So if there's anybody in your life who is toxic, who puts you down, I mean, who, who makes you feel less than um, get rid of them, whether it's a friend, family, Mm-hmm. Family yep. too, or 
for real. When, you know, yeah. I mean, I have some family members that I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm good. You know, I'll I love you from a distance. I'll see you at Christmas and Thanksgiving, but I'm not gonna hang around you because you don't believe in my dreams, and I don't have time for people that I love to be around me telling me that I can't do what I set my mind to. I need, I don't need a, you know, yes men per se, but you do need people who will support you and then also check you when you're a little bit Mm -hmm. crazy, but you know, more, more times than none, they are your biggest cheerleader and they want to see you win. And so those people that I have. Okay. So I got some fun stuff, Claire. Um, I want to know and think about it, marinate if you need to uh, purchases, $10, $100, $1,000, $10,000. What are you buying? 10 bucks. $10, you know, lunch somewhere. (laughs) Can I get those? Things that are like, like fashion purchases. You're like, I'm like, right. I'm like a Chick-fil-A sandwich. $10. I only, $10. What's the fashion one item that I should get? $10. You can get some really cute, um, get you anything like costume jewelry. What costume jewelry? Costume jewelry. I used to always buy all my hoops used to be from Aldo, from Top Top, like Mm -hmm. those bangles. Like I, I love costume jewelry. Now I'm like, I'm trying to upgrade it. It's a slow process because I'm not really okay. into jewelry like that, which is why I was from Aldo and stuff. Okay. But yeah. Some co- All right. $100. What does that get you? What are you getting? $100. Uh, what can you get for 100 100 bucks. $100. Just fashion. I have $100. Uh, what is What would Claire suggest I get? Um, I would stay in the the Zara okay. Topshop lane. You could put, like okay. a cute dress from Topshop or something. Cute thousand jumper, thousand dollars jumpsuit. You got a thousand dollar budget. Where are you going? Uh, I'd probably get some <laughs> shoes. Okay. Or, <laughs> or Any particular um, brand you love? Love uh, Tom okay. Ford. Um. Gucci, I know yeah, that's I love, so. I love Gucci, but cliche. Gucci, I feel is comfy, more comfy than the others. Yeah. Maybe you can slip in a yeah. in a Laya. Those they're a little over a thousand, but a good yeah. shoe. I love and a good shoe. Grand. I don't. I don't try to think I've ever purchased any fashion item for ten thousand dollars. I know I haven't. You're not. I'm not there yet. <laughs> I know. No. Uh, I really Me want too. a Rolex. Uh, yeah. Girl. Girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when I get my, when I get my Instagram back, I'm about to buy a Rolex. You deserve it, right? Okay. Um, I think a, a Rolex is like five k. Um, I think I think a dot juice is like five thousand, but it might be it might be a, okay. between five and ten. Um, or like you know, what girl doesn't want yeah. a Hermes Birkin? You know, like yeah, you do want to ha- acquire a few status symbols when you work hard. You know, you just want okay. something nice. One to... book, one book sure. every young entrepreneur should read: "The Magic of Thinking Big" by okay. David Schwartz. Um, it's just about 
visualizing and and thinking big about everything, saying affirmations. I actually have okay. two books. Take them. Um, How to Be Ooh. CEO. And I want to say that's by Jeffrey. Or I don't know if I'm confusing the, the, the author's names. I think this one might be by okay. Jeffrey Schwartz or something like that. But my brother got me that book. It's a very short book. They're probably about two or three pages okay. in each chapter, but they're very succinct lessons. And one that sticks out to me is, you know, one of the greatest baseball players, he simply batted more than, than wow. his competitors. And it's about working. Mm-hmm. You just have to do the work. Like people don't understand that there are no shortcuts. If you don't, if you're not blessed with the talent, you can just work hard and and work harder than everybody yes, else. Outwork everyone. <laughs> okay. Vacation. You- Favorite place yeah. in the U.S. and outside of the U.S. Where are you going? Where are you in Bay going? Um, they- <laughs> uh, I My- guess Miami. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I think. Miami? Yeah, Miami. I, mean, I just love like a you know, a nice beach. Can we go to Hawaii? I love New Orleans, which cracked me up uh, when you, that, that your whole meeting, this guy was in New Orleans. New Orleans is such a great town. I love it. New Orleans is fun, but I, <laughs> I like, had bad luck no in New Orleans, Okay, so. Miami or Hawaii. And then out of the country, where are you going? Out of the country, Mykonos. Okay, so... Claire, before I go, I'm going to, I'm going to close this by reading one of your dear Claire letters, but, um, is there anything you want to, to tell us, you know, tell us where to find you. We're going to be rooting for her Instagram to come back up. Um, but in the meantime, um, what should we be doing to keep up with you to keep up with, uh, fashion bomb and, uh, and, and all these hot outfits that we got so used to seeing. (laughs) Okay. Well, you can follow me on Instagram at Claire Somers. Um, we also started a backup page, Fashion okay. Bond Daily Mag. Um, we have events that are traveling around the country. We have one tomorrow in Houston, so you can follow okay. us at Conversations with Claire. Also, um, FashionBombDaily.com, TheBombLife.com, and find Fashion Bond Daily on places. Facebook. So I'm going to close this. Thank you so much, Claire. And I, I love at the end of your book, you have these letters to yourself. And so I want to share with everybody this last letter that Claire wrote. She says, Dear Claire, don't be so hard on yourself. You're great. Sometimes you will fall short. It's okay. Pick yourself up. Pick yourself back up and try again. Whatever you are not the best at, you can learn. Read books, take classes, and watch videos. If at first you don't succeed, try and try again. The most successful people are the most confident, not the most competent. So believe in yourself first and the world will follow. Thank you so much. Thank you.